You're listening to the Homeboys Podcast, recorded in our Indiana office and with combined 40 years of experience. Here's your hosts, Clint and Scott. Hey, real estate investors. You're with the Homeboys and the Homeboys Podcast. My name is Clint Weatherill. I'm here with my very talented co-host, Mr. Scott Adams. How are you, buddy? Couldn't be better. How are you doing? Doing great. We've got an exciting show today. The real estate market is on fire. It's crazy. So we are talking about if we are in a real estate bubble and if that bubble is going to burst and our personal opinions on that, real quick, see that subscribe button down there? Just give it a, a little little tappy. We, uh, we love providing this content. We've got over 40 years of real estate experience, a lot of funny stories. My stories are only are one tenth of what this guy's stories are. Yeah. You want to listen? To, you want to listen to him? But uh, that just means I've made ninety percent more mistakes than you. <laughs> no, they're just better. Yeah. But uh, but anyhow, um, we're excited that you're with us today. So you're the guy that I turn to whenever yeah. I have real estate questions and need advice, and vice as, versa. As, as 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 everybody is, you know, you're a very charming guy. <laughs> so, Mister Adams, yeah. Are we in a real estate bubble? And if we are, what does that look like? When are we when are we coming out of it? When's it going to burst? Should we be running for the hills and buying gold and silver and uh, you know, buying generators and mm-hmm. guns and ammo? Tell us. Mr. Adams, the wise one. As you know, I have been buying a lot of gold <laughs> and silver and generators and food and guns and ammo, but I'm not doing it because I'm scared of the real estate market. I do it because I like all of those things, and I'm I'm a ridiculous. You do like guns. I do. You I'm do a like ridiculous guns. human good, being. You've got a gun right over there behind the camera. <laughs> Just, oh, quality. Excuse me. Before we do this podcast, <laughs> let me set my Glock down. <laughs> oh, that's so ridiculous. I like it, though. We're going to go out and uh, and do some videos at properties here in a little bit. I'm glad you've got your packing heat. Yeah. We live in yeah. a crazy world. You know? Yeah. We do live know. in a crazy world and, and um, you know, kind of speaks into this bubble. Yeah. Yeah. The world is crazy right now, but you know, you and I talk a lot and, and you give me a lot of credit with, you know, coming to me for answers. You and I basically go to each other to see how each of us feel and, and uh, life in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you You're know, I psychiatrist, right. <laughs> Office shrink. <laughs> That's right. But um, I think we both agree that th- there's a, a bit of a bubble going on. You know, it's just, it just has to be, you know, it, it, when you're seeing inflation um, or appreciation in markets like ours at such high percentages, um, you know, and, and then you look at the coasts, it's just crazy. It's unsustainable. You know, if, if you just, you don't have to be a genius to draw a stick line at say 20% appreciation and see that before you know it, no one can afford a house. So. Mm-hmm. It's unsustainable. And there's a lot of other factors that go into why this is a bubble and why it won't last. You know, I think the the bigger question will become, you know, what happens after and what you, you should do during to prepare for that. So, you know, you agree, right? You, you feel like this is a bubble. I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a glass half empty guy. Yeah, you are. You know, I just, um, especially when talking with the economy, um, I think if we talk about life in general, I'm a glass half full, but the economy, I'm always a glass half empty. I think the great recession made me, you know, a market pessimist. And I've been a pessimist, you know, for the last five years. Right. Um, Well, if you look at our timing, you know, we, we were young men then just having 
you know, really saved and sacrificed in order to build our savings, especially you, you, you were a saver from a very young age, right out of college, you started saving heavily instead of living big. So you made the sacrifices in order to build a big savings account. And then it got wiped out. It evaporated. You're right. You so know, you, everyone else around you weeks. was living big. Mm-hmm. You were doing the right thing, living conservatively well below your means and saving. And you got rewarded with right. being wiped out. So, and I don't, you know, I'm not a guru guy. We talk about that on this show all the yeah. time, the people pulling up in Bentleys and, you know, all the silliness, you know, but if I was listening to any gurus, I kind of fall in line somewhere with Dave Ramsey and Robert Kiyosaki. Those yeah. are the two guys that I kind of, uh, you know, that I listen to. Um, you know, a lot of the guys I just think are just, I listened to a podcast yesterday on my way back from Southern Indiana, one of the biggest um, real estate uh, agents in the world and just I wanted to kick his ass. Right. I mean, I really, you know, wanted to, wanted to call him up and, you know, it's just the douchebaggery was just crazy. But anyhow, getting back to the, getting back to the, the bubble, I just don't see why people like why, why the owner occupants are flocking to buy houses the way that they are. I mean, I, 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 I get interest rates are low, but I look at the cost. I mean, a lot of what's available here is new is new construction, and they're having to wait forever to, to right. You know, so, when lumber prices, well, when are, you say a lot of what's available here is new construction, it's because there aren't many listings that are mm-hmm. you know, existing. Houses. Oh, you're, you're seeing real estate agents. You know, they've got this big pool of buyers, and then they go to the MLS for existing homes. There's nothing to sell them. You know, they're not interested in the massive remodels that right. we do. I mean, you know, that's it's it's there's there's nothing there. So we have a traditional brokerage that's pretty hefty. It's it's a large traditional brokerage full of realtors mm-hmm. and, and very high performers. And the two highest performers came to us and said that they are turning down buyers. Correct. They are turning down buyers that come to them and want to buy houses. You know, and you're looking at, you know, th- these building materials, you know, up three hundred percent. Um, it's, I, I'm, I, I'm in the market to build a home. I'm not building, I'm not building anything. I was at a local hardware store, not locals, Bernard's big, big uh, chain. But I ran into, um, our contractor salesman, Bob there this morning at six o'clock this morning. And he says he doesn't see prices going backwards for the rest of the year. So it's just. If if I was a uh, if I was in the market to buy a home to live in, I would not be going new construction when building materials are three hundred percent higher. I right. just I think that at some point, even as dumb as our as our you know econ- or our world is as dumb as the consumer is in the United States, surely that's going to stop. People are going to finally get that it's not really a great time to be building you know new construction. These interest um, rates, you know, the way of the world, and, and the, there's something that I deeply disagree with the way that Americans live and the way that Americans are taught to live. You know, in our grandparents' generation, and in some ways your dad, the way your dad um, operated was you save up until you can afford to buy the thing that you want. Okay, so you go without. And it became very popular to do it the opposite way, which is to borrow from the bank and pay the bank over time um, plus interest in order to have what you want now in advance. And I understand that desire. You know, I've gotten a mortgage on my own personal home. However, that has has become the status quo. You know, we, we 
have someone that you and I both know who um, has too many toys and they shouldn't because they can make payments on them. So they buy their toys even with financing. And it's just a dangerous way to live. However, when you see interest rates like they are as low as they are today, it really does spur on home buying. And and then you mix in the, the um, you know, what we went through with COVID over the last, you know, year and a half. And people's homes became where they spent a lot of their time. So I understand the demand. I understand what's driving this. And and do you feel that this is different than the 2008 uh, drive up? I think there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's. You know, 2008 real estate, or let's even go backwards a little bit. 2005, six, um, you know, real estate was good, but nothing, nothing like this. This is just, this is just bonkers. It's, you know, are we in a bubble? Absolutely. I think that we are without a doubt in a bubble. And do I think it's going to burst? Yes, I think it's going to burst. These are opinions, um, but I don't think it's going to be anything like we saw, like in the great you know, recession of 2008, 9, and 10. I don't think it's going to be something that substantial, I don't think. But I do think that there's going to be some sort of straw that's going to drop that's going to start sending the economy the other way. What is that? I have no idea. You know, Bears and Stearns collapse in 2008 was was kind of what you could say, set that off. And then you had the Madoff scandal and you had all this. And then, you know, the market just went, went into free fall. I don't believe that's, go- that's going to happen. But I do think that something, there's going to be a straw that drops that sets our market to go back, you know, the other way. Yeah, I, th- I think that you don't have to be a financial wizard to look at charts and see that this is unsustainable. The current rate of appreciation is unsustainable. So what does that bubble look bursting look like well fundamentally we're much more sound than we were when in the last bubble um so does that mean that the chart just evens out and flattens maybe does a little pullback you know i think that'll depend on market by market you know a lot as it always does um but you know the markets that have that 100 percent appreciation over the last few years it's just not possible to sustain that it's just it goes against every piece of logic anyone, you know, with half a brain has. So it's it's just a matter of when and what happens exactly. I think with the fundamentals being a little more sound, it'll be a much softer pop. But we do see a pop coming, and we think that people can take advantage of that mm-hmm. and still succeed knowing that's coming. You know, you, you and I talk a lot about being um, – being able to survive and succeed in any market conditions. And we've been through a lot of different market conditions. In fact, you know, during our careers, it's in some ways been the most volatile market um, ups and downs that anyone's seen in generations. And, um, and we've been able to find success through all of those different ups and downs, you know, in particular, you know, what did you do in, when 2008 happened? happened. I mean, I think that's a very interesting story. And if people don't, don't know, it can be a real brief story. It's, it's evolve or die. And uh, I've said it a few times before on um, earlier podcasts, our for sale signs got switched out with for rent signs. And we became, you know, I became a property manager overnight. And then you and I merged not too long, you know, after that. But, um, you know, we're going to see, I think that there's going to be a, um, there's going to be a, a pretty big exodus in the job world 
centered around real estate and salesmen. Yeah. Um, because we've heard it within our retail brokerage that, yeah, I've got, I've got 20 buyers. Does me no good. Right. Because there's nothing, there's nothing to put them in. And if there's a home that fits their criteria, they're going to be in a 15 plus offer situation where you have to go over list. So, you know, imagine if you're a, if you're a first time home buyer, this is going to be really interesting. You're a first time home buyer and you come to me wanting to buy, you know, a home for you and your wife to live in. Okay. Mm -hmm. First time home buyer. Me, the real estate agent is going to say, okay, great. Thanks for coming to me. I'm going to help you find your home. When we find a home for you, we're going to have to go 10% over list price. Mm -hmm. We are going to have to waive the inspection. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to pay for the, uh, the seller's taxes. We're going to just take that over and the closing costs are going to all be on you. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine what home, first time home buyers are right. listening to from the real estate agents. This is that, that, that's reality, right? I'm not just exaggerating. That's what, if you were a first time home buyer, that's what I would tell you because I don't want you wasting my time either. If right. you're not willing to do those things that I just listed, there's nothing I can do for you as right. a real estate agent. Well, this might not seem as shocking to folks on the coast though, because they've had, had this experience before, mm -hmm. but for the middle America, this isn't how real estate works. It never has. It never, I don't think should be this way. Um, but it's just a unique environment. And but what it, if I told you that? Yeah. What if oh, I I'd, told you, what would you say? I'd say, okay, see you later. I'm not buying. Correct. You know, I had an HOA meeting last night that, mm -hmm. that you, you know about and you're on the board. Yeah. It's so it's hilarious so, to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I it, want to know if we could actually get footage of you at the HOA meeting yeah. that we could put in. Oh, I told my wife, it's literally like being in a SNL skit. Like it's a Saturday night live skit. I just can't picture it. I just, I, the people mm -hmm. are straight out of central casting. Like, <laughs> there's someone who wants to quit over a $150, some sort. Of, I don't even know what the game's called. Mm -hmm. It's called like cha-cha or something. It's some kid's game, $150. Our budget each year annually is about $270,000, okay, for the HOA, for the neighborhood. $150 made her want to quit over these people wanting to quit. And you're taking your time out. Uh -huh. to do this. But anyhow, we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 there's dam. I'm trying to help yeah. because we live on a lake and there's a dam issue. Um, and, and I mean, the, the thing that holds right. water there, it's a dam issue. It's a damn <laughs> dam issue. Yeah. And, and I'm right by the dam. So I'm, I'm only involved because I want to <laughs> try where to help. You, where do you get any damn bait? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I saying? I've lost track now. No, it's, uh, you were talking about at, at your HO. Oh yeah. So, so so they want to um, outlaw rentals, which I understand. A lot of people, you know, there's a bad connotation that comes with rentals. But my thought was, that's fine right now. Because if someone has to move, they sell their house and, you know, they got a million bucks. I can't buyers. that's even a conversation oh, worth know, having right now. It's not. In and your neighborhood, there, how many rentals are there? That's what I said. This isn't an issue. It's, there's One in no, none. 600 homes? Or? Yeah, because you've got houses in for six, seven dollars $700,000 that rent for 1900 The numbers don't make sense. I mean, it just it's not a rental area. The numbers don't work. But in a market when there's a pullback and someone like me who doesn't have to sell their house to buy their next one, you're mm -hmm. forcing them to sell it if the market's down. Right. If, if I have to move, you know, for mm -hmm. whatever reason, if someone has to move for a job change, you're forcing them to sell it in a down market because they can't just turn it into a rental. So 
My, oh, and we've been through those down markets correct. where you're dumping that price, you know, in order to right. move it. So, so the the reason I bring this up is because you know it, there will be a pullback, and it's just about positioning yourself to get through it. It's positioning yourself in a, a areas where it's not going to be as hard hit, and it's about positioning yourself, you know, based on market values versus these higher appreciating areas. So there's still a way to succeed through this. There's easy. So ways. let's break it down. We, yeah. we, we've got we've got. Owner occupants yep. and investors. You and I both own our home. Yep. Um, you know, and we're both investors, so it's going to be easy to talk to talk about. And you've already alluded to if you were in the owner occupant market, and I told you those criteria that I mentioned earlier, you'd tell me that I'm no longer in the market. Correct. And, you know, I do not believe now is a time to buy I, for owner occupants. I, I couldn't agree more. Right. You know, so just to summarize the owner occupant world. If you are wanting to sell, and I want you to tell me your opinion on this. Sure. If you're wanting to sell, great time to sell. Sell away. But then after you sell, go find a place to rent until the market comes back the other way. It's. I think it's the only thing to do right now, mm-hmm. and that's on the individual level. So, you know, as far as real estate goes for someone who's their personal residence, now is the time to sell. And instead of buying to replace it, I believe you should rent, bite the bullet, and wait for a market correction. Right. You know, that's on a personal level. I agree. So let me ask you this next one, mm-hmm. which is, okay, prices are also high. So why would I want to also, why would I buy an investment property then? I'll come back at you with a question. Okay. What is our average sales price for a home to our investors? I would say it's 150000 or just under that. Okay. And we are in, we always advertise to our clients, not advertising, you know, uh, nationally or on any through media, that we only work in good properties in good neighborhoods. Correct. So in today's market, a new home is for a starter neighborhood, let's call it 275-ish, right? On the bottom end. For sure. Bottom end. I think that's true across the Midwest. Right. So, and you're looking at, you know, really 300 and above, call it. So, as far as investors, you are still seeing, you know, when our average sales price, good properties in good neighborhoods is 150 and the new, the starter homes that people are getting into now are 275 there's still a gap there that makes, that still makes sense, you know, from a value, you know, standpoint. It's a great point. You know, if there is... If you're coming with a loan, which most of our investors do come with loan, we believe in having teeth in the game. We don't believe in 100%, 90%. We always like to see at least you know 20% down payment. But if you're coming with a loan, interest rates are still very low, so that's attractive. So for people that are investing in, in real estate, the opportunities are fewer because the market is so hot and owner-occupants are gobbling up a lot. But for people like us that you know, provide homes for our customers, we're buying homes that need massive rehabs. Yep. Massive. You know, 50, even $75,000 rehabs on a $150,000 home, you know, a lot of times. We're great at it. Yep. We've been doing it for a long time. You know, we can, we can facilitate that, you know, for our clients that still make that value, you know, worth it when you compare it to what is the rest of the owner-occupant world doing. So, 
I think there's very, if you're an owner occupant, I think there's very little opportunity in purchasing anything. However, I think that if you're an investor through the things that we can help them facilitate, I still think that there's opportunity. The reality is we don't have a ton of homes to offer, offer people. You yeah. know, we've, we've literally, we have, they go over. We have a property available and that's because we just bought it. Um, yeah, but, we, uh, we sold, I believe we bought and sold eight houses all in the same day last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, one of those went to an, uh, a new client. So um, I, as you know, I do these webinars with, with other folks out in California and, and I did one and I saw someone on the webinar who was asking some really, really smart questions and then sent some follow-up emails to Jamie, our, our sales director that I was copied on. And I thought his phone number was on the bottom of his email page. And I thought, I'm, this guy has me curious. He was really engaged. Mm-hmm. So I, he asked all these questions that I didn't know the answer to. Our sales staff does, but I called him anyway, and I just wanted to hear his story. I was just curious about him, and he is selling. I believe he lived in these condos and moved up, you know, and then would keep them. That part of the story I'm not 100% sure on, but these are re- uh-huh. retail-level condos. He's selling them in California right now in the retail market and moving the money into these investment properties. So you can win really big right now both ways. You can win by selling what you have. If you have some retail stuff out there or even some, say you kept your old house that you in, turned mm-hmm. it into a rental, now's the time to sell that stuff mm-hmm. that's in the retail sector and move into these investment properties. Because really the only deal that you and I feel that's out there are these properties in that 150 range, wherever you buy them, whether it's from us or any other Midwestern you know, market, they're out there and they are, they still are less than the cost to build them, which is very important. Very important. Also, if you look at a lot of the charts for, from these markets, if you just draw a line at say 4% from 2005 until now, we're, we're, if you average it out basically from 2005 till now, we're still at that three to 4% appreciation. Meaning it's not like we're in a giant bubble here. We're just pretty steady. It just happened to go down an and then back, point. you know, back a little sharper. Mm-hmm. So in, in other words, we've made up a lot of lost time in these last few years, but fundamentally we are not um, cr- at crazy prices still. Obviously $150,000 house can get you a beautiful starter home in a great neighborhood. How can that be fundamentally flawed? Right. It's just not. And that's not to say there isn't risk or it can't go down, but at its fundamental core, it's it's still value no matter how you cut it. Well, even even in the Great uh, Recession, it's not like we saw a thousand dollar a month rental go to six hundred, right, right, or even eight hundred. Um, you know, I That's really, really, I would say even during the Great Recession, you know, a move on a thousand dollar a month rental, which you know our average is probably pushing thirteen hundred, but a thousand dollar a month rental during the Great Recession. 950? Yeah, I was going to say. Um, you know, 975 we were, we were or didn't move at all. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. know that there was much movement there, which is a, gr- a great, if, if you can hold on to your house, which is goes back to the reason why you put for rent signs out there for all your clients that you were doing flips for. It was still fundamentally sound as a rental. Right. And it doesn't matter in some ways what the property is valued at because that's just a number on a piece of paper. It only matter, matters when you're selling it. So if you own a home and it's bringing in $1,000 a month, you know, rents and you paid say 90,000 for it, who cares that on paper it says it's only worth 60,000 now, 
you know, in, in 10 years, who cares when it says it's worth 150,000? None of that matters. You're making a thousand dollars on your initial investment and that's all that matters. Correct. You know, it, 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 if you're buying for long-term cash flow, which most of our clients do, which speaks to, you know, like it, I, I listened to a thing of Robert Kiyosaki this morning. Like he, he doesn't really pay attention to the values of, um, you know, like his real estate, you know, it's, it's, you know, what it brings in, you know, he's a, he's not a very big cash guy period because he says it's, it's, it's all right. fake money and, you know, the government, which it's a little bit, a little bit more extreme, you know, you listen to him, you feel like he's going into, you know, Starbucks and dropping a, 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 a coin of silver, right. you know, <laughs> on there to pay for his latte. Right. But, uh, but anyhow, I, I, I just believe in, you know, if you're in it for the long term, like you said, it doesn't really matter as much. You know, we're not going to see those rent levels, you know, plummet. Unless they do what you and I do, which is when the stock market falls, we get scared and sell. And then when it goes up, we're like, oh. It's great. Let's buy. When it comes to the stock market, I like I like you like to, to sell low and like buy high. Sell low and buy high. You know, it's uh, it's so emotional based. But as long as you don't do that, uh, we joke. We literally have done that, but we joke. But as long as you don't do that, this buying for cash flow works. Well, and that's why I love real estate a hell of a lot more. Than I love the stock market. You know, it's it's so much more. Set it and forget it. Right. You know, I I don't like seeing you know, my money go down 40%, 50%, 60% like it did in 08. Right. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to watch. You know, I'm leveraged a lot more in real estate now than I was back then, but, you know, I still got a lot in the a lot in the stock market. Do I worry about what's going to happen with it? Yeah, I do. Dow Jones is up over 34000 and and it so just, uh, you know, I, I think that there's some, some rough days, you know, ahead. Yeah. You know, um, you know, retail is still, you know, taking it on the chin everywhere. I think commercial real estate, um, you know, like strip malls, things like that, or have got, you know, rough days ahead. Um, you know, and that could be something that uh, when once you start seeing the commercial numbers, you know, hit the floor, that could affect, that could leak into the entire economy. There, there's some issues with our economy that are, that are fundamental to its core. You know, when you look at 50% of folks not having enough money to pay for a flat tire, they get a flat tire in their car, you know, there's some issues. There's some major it's issues. crazy. You know, the wealth gap is continuing to, to you know, separate and you know that's not a good thing i don't care if you're a socialist or a heavy capitalist either way everyone should be concerned about some of those things so we don't mean to be all doom and gloom we're just trying to be real which is you know now is the time to sell if you own a home and want to now is not the time to buy a home for yourself if you're going to move into it it's just overpriced and now is still a good time for investing in rentals of that starter home variety because they just happen to be uniquely priced well still in this market. And so we don't know how long that will last. We hope those don't go up um, too high because that would just mean that gravity would pull them back down again. Right now they're on a fairly steady, um, you know, they're hard to appreciate too fast because of the nature of just the appraisal system. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it that way. But, you know, overall, we still see a lot of value in them. We're still acquiring them. We are buying everything we can, everything we can. So we're putting our money, obviously, where our mouth is with these. Um, we, th we definitely have clients who see the same things we see and are snatching these things up as fast as they can because there's, in some ways, they feel it's the safest place, you know, for their money right now in these market conditions. I agree. And, yeah, and I agree, too. There's risks in everything. I always want to point out, but 
we feel like it's it's about the safest play you can make in this real estate market in the market in general you know um, you know Bitcoin the the stock market all of those things right now we see these individual single family homes the starter home price point and the 150 price point across the nation as being the place to go so it is we are we are worried we believe it's a bubble we believe it will pop we don't know when we don't know what will will be the precursor to that. We don't know how much it will pull back, but if you want to be positioned well for that in real estate, we believe in this very specific product, which is the starter home price points in between 100 and 200,000 in any market that you go in. We believe you should stick with middle America markets. They're more conservative and flat, stay away from the coast for investing right now. And um, you know there might be some Random cities within that uh, along the coast that could work. Jacksonville, Florida is, is one example that could possibly still work. But just as a general rule, most of the middle America cities will work um, that have good cash flow. And we think stick to those. And now is a buy time, despite it being a sell time for everything else. I think it just speaks to we talk about boring a lot. Yeah. And we try to really, really build a business in the box that's really boring for our customers if you have Bitcoin questions, do not call me. <laughs> I do not want to talk to you about Bitcoin or Tesla stock or cloud technology or any of that. If you want to talk about uh, a really boring house in a nice neighborhood that is going to provide cash flow, we would love to talk to you. I'm very old school, so you know, whenever we talk about some of the stuff that happens in today's day and age, it just, I shake my head like that and just yeah. like, I mean, what, what, what happened? I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But if you do want to talk about guns or anything else, Scott's <laughs> line is open as always. Uh, but, uh, but been a fun topic is something that, that we are watching very closely. Like we said, we believe that the bubble is going to pop. When's that yep. going to happen? That's still up for debate. But until next time, we are the homeboys. Join us the next time and hit subscribe. Happy investing.